Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about the Oscars, the pros and cons way. Yeah, so basically, we've done Oscars episodes before, but you were never into the ceremony at all. I tried a little bit in recent years to see if there was anything there because of a podcast I listened to, Shout Out the Big Picture, that goes into it. So I was kind of aware, but it's just such a frustrating ceremony and situation so don't even feel like talking about the ceremony itself this is going to come out a little after but what we are going to do and which we have done in some of those past episodes is just focus on the movies of the past year or so that would fall into that anyway yeah and just honestly we know oscars suck most award shows kind of suck I wouldn't say I'm a sore loser, but I'm like a bad loser. And <laughs> never the movies I want to win actually right, take right. the dub, you know what I mean? Except for maybe like Moonlight. There's a very few, but let's just do it our way and we're all winners. You know? <laughs> yeah, and for this first version of the PNC Oscars, quote unquote, we thought we'd just do like a regular conversation. Maybe in future versions, we'll hand out our own kind of awards or something, but I guess just to start off, in general, how have you felt about movies over the past year? Because I feel like you haven't watched that many. I think we mentioned in another episode before that. When the pandemic hit, most people went to, oh shit, let's watch all the TV shows and all the movies out Mm -hmm. there in the world because that's all we can do. I did the opposite. Started playing more golf. I started playing more video games. I did everything else except watch (laughs) movies. And somehow that's like stuck. Not that I don't enjoy them, not that I don't have the time for them. It has to be something really good or something you really recommend for me to like actually go out there and watch. So yeah, I haven't been keeping up with this, so this should be interesting. I am still aware of like the stuff coming out because I got Mm -hmm. you and other friends we have. Shout out to Aaron, Joao, Joan, and some I have here, but nothing compared to like the great era before the pandemic where I was watching like mostly anything that came out well we also had an insane run with movie pass at that time where yeah we just went to the theater to see almost anything maybe that was it maybe we talked about it referencing movie pass or something because brother was a month i think i'll always remember the stat where i went to the movies it was 29 or 30 times <laughs> in a month <laughs> that's insane do the math on that <laughs> I don't think that's right. I'm pretty sure it was like 27 or something. I couldn't have gone every single day. No, no, month, it wasn't every day, but yeah, it was definitely anything up. over five movies in a month is insane. But I did, I don't know, let's say 25. Now it's more like <laughs> five to 10 movies in a year for me, which right. is a drastic change. And MoviePass just recently announced their 2.0 version also, which is just creepy and don't need to get into the details on that besides saying it's a major con, but the OG had a good run. And also, even in general, theaters post-pandemic, you get some people going back, especially for the bigger ones like Spider-Man, which got you know a huge box office amount and all that. But there's also been a huge shift to streaming even more than before, where HBO Max and everything, they premiered movies the same time they went to the theater and all this stuff. So There were a lot of changes with that too, which definitely makes it less enticing or of a need to go to the theater. For me personally, there were still a lot of films that came out, some that had been pushed back during the pandemic that I went to see in the theater just because I like to experience it 
in that big room, big screen, fully immersive, etc. And maybe let's start off with some of those and I'll just kind of toss them out there and you can pro-con how you're feeling about possibly seeing them at some point. So first up, we got Wes Anderson with the French Dispatch. This was one that had been postponed. I mean, you have seen Wes's movies before. This one is now on HBO Max even. And this is basically Wes's kind of tribute to the New Yorker type of magazine with different stories of a fictional magazine. But you know what to expect from Wes. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll keep it super simple on this one. It's Wes Anderson. The boy has not missed yet. (laughs) Drake-like, Steph (laughs) Curry-like. This is an easy pro for me, even though I haven't watched it. All right, then we go to another one where the subject matter is not something I've ever been interested in of the royal family. But this movie Spencer about Princess Diana, the director, Pablo Lorraine, he did a movie a few years ago called Jackie, where Natalie Portman played Jackie Kennedy. And I saw that and really liked it, just how it was shot and everything. And then in this one, in Spencer, Kristen Stewart, who I like, plays Diana, and it had a lot of great crew people who did other stuff I liked. I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I think you would like it just even for how it's shot and everything. It's very dark and moody. You lost me at Royal Family. (laughs) I know, I know, but still. Don't want to knock it. You are getting me back by saying it's well shot. You know, cinematography is like really big. It's probably my favorite part of movies. I'm all into camera work and just visuals. So I'm going to go neutral on this. I'll I'll put it on my watch list. That's fair. I would be skeptical also. So totally understand. Next one. I know you've seen 20th Century Women before the movie. We both heavily fuck with it. Goated, bro. (laughs) So the same director as that, Mike Mills, he put out a movie, Come On, Come On, that has Joaquin Phoenix and a little kid. Basically, Joaquin is this uncle, father type figure who takes this kid around LA, New York, New Orleans, etc. and kind of teaches him about stuff and he's also learning as well and it's all shot in black and white which I'm not necessarily always a fan of but I think they pulled it off so. I think you told me about this one and I remember you kind of liking it and this is one of the ones that I actually wanted to watch and still want to watch I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. This is an easy pro. I do give a slight con to the black and white. I think I've mentioned it in another one where there's many classics I'll never watch just because. It doesn't feel old, though. It still feels like modern. No, yeah, this one's for sure a pro. Like, I plan on watching it sometime. All right, next up, we got the new PTA, a.k.a. Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Licorice Pizza, which also has Alana Haim from the band Haim. And Cooper Hoffman, the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. I forget, have you seen many or any Paul Thomas Anderson movies before? Like Boogie Nights, Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread. The only two I could, yeah, recall is Phantom Thread and Boogie Nights. I've seen Boogie Nights. But this is another one that I want to watch. Haven't gotten the chance to. The title had me crossed up because it's like (laughs) licorice, not the biggest fan, pizza, huge fan. The two don't mix. What is it about? Um, <laughs> this is weird, but shout out to Haim. No, yeah, it looks like a one of those fun little movies, like very indie type feel to it. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I plan on watching this. I'll, I'll give this a light pro. Let's go on to, I'll just say it here, my biggest pro from anything I've seen. 
which is the worst person in the world, which is, I don't want to put you off, but just to let you know, it is a Norwegian film. But like, honestly, you really don't notice the <laughs> subtitles and everything. It's a Norwegian film? Mm-hmm. So this movie, I've actually like really wanted to watch. Uh, okay. Probably because I've seen something that people are like boasting about it. I think Soft Glass, our good friend, mm-hmm. Joao, yeah. said he really liked it. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. It might he, be confusing. To me, is the title, like, the worst person in the world just got me. I was like, holy fuck. That's like a dope-ass title. Could be a Brent Fire song, too, in the future. <laughs> this I really want to watch. Had no clue it was a Norwegian film <laughs> until you just mentioned it. I don't know if I want to... No, I'm sorry. I still want to watch it. <laughs> Might be one of the ones I watch sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So far. It's basically like a coming-of-age movie for adulthood. So around, like, 20s, early 30s-ish. It goes into other areas as well. but And then one that I actually got to see at a MoMA screening they had in November, but is going to be getting released this spring, is another foreign film... This one is French from Celine Sciamma, who did Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I forget if you saw that. I know the movie, but I never watched it. But yeah, so it's basically something where it's hard to pitch you on because I don't want to spoil it or have you look it up because I basically knew nothing going in and that made the experience what it was. So I would recommend anyone to go in blind, but... How about this? I'll give you the biggest selling point for you, probably. It's only an hour, 10 minutes long. Ooh, nice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay. That's not bad at all. Yeah. All right. So those were a bunch of the kind of indie, artsy, whatever movies. Let's transition into some others. So before we hit the super big ones, let's touch on some like blockbusters that are kind of in the middle. So first up, James Bond which I did see in the theater and I thought was like a fine ending for Daniel Craig. I don't know how many of his you've seen in the series, but I've kind of always been into James Bond casually. So I'll just see it when it comes out. And I think he's been the best Bond or at least the one I really grew up with. So I'm the most connected to, but the movie was whatever. I don't know if I'd even recommend it exactly, but If you throw it on, it won't be a bad time. It's a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's a James Bond film. I haven't watched like the last two or three, possibly. I like Daniel, though. He's cool. And then not quite the same, but in a similar kind of ballpark, Dune, which I actually just saw recently. I'm not a huge sci-fi fan usually, but I thought it was pretty well done. What it sets up at the end for part two, which they've already greenlit at this point got me way more excited for the second one like now that you're kind of set in this world and you see what's about to happen it's more interesting but timmy was good oscar isaac was good pretty good cast overall zendaya is going to be more in the next one so just overall on a technical level everything was really well done well shot production design costumes score like all of that is on point for sure so you can tell a lot of care went into the movie this one I almost watched like three nights ago. <laughs> got really close. I got home. I had like time. I wasn't tired. I was like, let me find something. I don't know why. I kind of want to watch something or at least throw it on. And it was between Doom. <laughs> I don't even think you're ready for what I'm about to oh, say. Oh, God. It's not bad. Somehow uh, I went to Letterboxd and I saw you had watched it already. <laughs> Very different. Doom, 
or Caddyshack. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Definitely, that probably would have been like my 100,000th guess or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's so random. It's so old. However, I just mentioned like I'm into golf at the moment. Like yeah, a that lot. actually makes more sense. One of those classics. And also about half of the time that Dune mm. runs, which I think is like 240, 250. Yeah, like two and a half or more. Yeah, Caddyshack was like hour and a half. Right. Quick, right. easy, a little bit of humor, bunch of classic actors. But this movie's annoying because I want to watch it, but everyone says the same thing. Like, oh, it shot well, but it's slow, and the next one should be really good. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, that means I'm literally going to watch this movie a day or two before the part two comes out. I almost did. And it's that. to catch myself yeah. up. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. So, am I going to watch it? Yes. Am I in a hurry? No, not at all. Um, I give it a light pro. Yeah, totally fair. All right, so sticking in the kind of blockbuster range, but going over to reboots, got a couple to throw out here. One is The Matrix Resurrections, which I'll just set it up with the fact that I was hanging out with Drew recently, mutual friend of the pod, and somehow it came up. He's like, oh, you watched that? I was like, yeah, unfortunately. He's like, oh, I didn't <laughs> even give that a try. I wasn't going to waste my time. But I don't know. It wasn't the worst, but it also had a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, this could be so much better. I think it was way too meta or trying to be that for its own good. And it just doesn't touch the OG at all. Yeah, this is one where I think we were all hoping for it to be just as good as the first one or the second one but i mean we did a whole episode on the original yeah exactly <laughs> it sucks because i think we all knew that it wasn't gonna be that good and yeah i don't know if i'll ever watch that one that's gonna be easy con for me yeah i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> yeah it sucks but hollywood you know but let me say this the other reboot blockbuster that i'm about to mention like it makes the matrix look like it could win a best picture and that is space jam 2 like one of the worst movies I've seen, disappointed at myself that I even gave it a try, but it was so bad. Somehow, like I was waiting for what movie you were going to mention because I forgot <laughs> Space Jam came out. Fuck. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> There's so much nostalgia, like just ingrained in all of our memories. Mm -hmm. Anyone born between fucking, I don't even know, 1990 to early 2000s, probably. Yeah, it sucks, bro. And it sucks that, you know, yet again, LeBron James loses an argument against the <laughs> quote-unquote GOAT Michael Jordan because we know how I feel about that. But yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch this version of Space Jam. I'll give that to Michael Jordan. All right, let's hit some of the uber blockbusters, the comic movies real quick. So obviously the biggest in terms of most successful movie of the year was Spider-Man, which I didn't see. I saw the first one of the Tom Holland ones, and I like the Tobey Maguire ones. I've seen the Andrew Garfield ones, but was never really that interested in the second one with Tom Holland. It was like, maybe I'll watch that on the plane at some point or something. Never saw it. And then this one, all the hype around it just made me more turned off to watch it. Not that I had any interest anyway, but a lot of people like it. So Wow, we got to one of the movies I've watched. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought. And I'm also that type. You hyping shit up and it's a bit of a turn off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. 
and it's not in a bad way it's just kind of like when people talk about something so much it almost feels like you already know or like it's always a tricky balance yeah yeah exactly so i completely understand your point i happened to go one of the first days that came out so i didn't get so tired of hearing people talk about it i think i went like the second or third night it came out Luckily, to an empty theater, it was me and like four people. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to the Regal. That's pretty close to me. But they were also, seriously, when that movie came out, showing every like 10 minutes at my theater. Right, I'm not right, even right. lying. Yeah. It was like that and one other movie in that movie theater. And it's like a full-size movie theater. <laughs> so it's not that people didn't watch it. It's just like there was so many showings. that Right. It's like, oh, should we go to the 405, 410, 415? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was literally like the easiest thing to pick. I just picked the one where I could pick this sit in the middle. But yeah, to, to get back to the movie, really enjoyed it. Does everything that Spider-Man does great. There's some good cameos. There's some good scenes. It has the humor that Spider-Man does. It has that vulnerability that Spider-Man always does. The regular neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, like he makes superheroes feel like they're closer to human than to like superhuman it is one of those fucking i don't even know 400 million dollar budget films mm-hmm. so you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of that almost like how you feel about the bonds movies where like put it on you're gonna enjoy it even if you don't want to watch it probably one of my favorite stuff just because it had so much going on yeah and you know i say all this and if i actually watch it i'm sure i'll have a fine time i'll peep it at some point but it's not high on my yeah. list like i'm not rushing to see it but I'm not a total comic movie hater fully. I did see the new Batman, which was cool. Robert Pattinson was good. Zoe Kravitz was good. The whole direction and way it was done was tasteful. And I think for sure one of the better Batman movies, we'll see how they kind of stand the test of time. But I thought it was definitely well done for what it is. This is one that I still really want to watch, even though the hype is insane for Mm -hmm. it. I do enjoy Batman a lot. Maybe I'll watch it next week. But I also heard it's going like on HBO Max or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's going on HBO Max mid-April. I might just end up watching it at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I will still watch it. It looks fucking great. Like, even how they're promoting it mm-hmm. is so fucking dope. I feel like just how they went about it, the style, like the rain even in the promotion, like it, it looks so moody and so dope. And I, I have heard that it's like a goth type yeah it's emo dark everything very emo even i've seen shots of the trailers i try not to watch trailers but he has like the batman like makeup around his eyes and it looks so emo it's like a meme at this point too yeah exactly yeah easy pro on that one and then there were others like eternals which i heard was terrible black widow seemed to kind of come and go i don't know none seem like major events like the others were these all released in theaters too or just like disney plus or some shit I feel like at the time I heard whether they were going or not, but I think at least Black Widow was direct. I don't know about the others. Easy pass for me. Speaking of Disney, though, there were a couple Pixar movies that came out. Luca, which came out like last June, and Turning Red just came out recently. And we did a Pixar episode last year, kind of covering everything prior to Luca releasing. So I did see Luca when it dropped turning red i've heard great things i don't have disney plus at the moment so i haven't peeped but i'll definitely watch it at some point disney and pixar movies are ones i usually make my time to watch as well i always enjoy them always make me cry and shit you already know i guess the boy where it hurts but i haven't watched either of those i still really want to watch that turning red i 
saw some buzz about it. I look forward to watching that. Luca, I don't know if I'd even recommend it wasn't anything crazy. No? Maybe that brings down my grade a little bit, but <laughs> haven't watched. What's the other one? Encanto or something like that? Yeah, I was like going to bring that up too. That's not Pixar, but it's still Disney. Nah. And I know it's yeah, got a Disney. lot of attention. Yeah, Disney animated seems to have a lot of good songs, good music in it. It's like a Hispanic or Colombian animated film, something around that. I haven't watched it, but a lot of people, even at work, have a few Disney heads that are like, oh, you still haven't watched it. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> There was even a dude singing one of the songs, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's different. So, yeah, it can't be too bad. Definitely would give all those a try. Maybe Luca last, now that you said that. Yeah, yeah, I would do the same. All right, and then let's just hit rapid fire on some others. I've seen Coda. It's good for what it is of learning about, because it's basically child of a deaf adult is the acronym. So it, it does teach you about some of that stuff, which is good. King Richard, the Will Smith one, where he plays Venus and Serena's father, was kind of a throwback to his Pursuit of Happiness, movie days, that type of feel and that type of character. Belfast, I saw, would definitely not recommend. For one, for you, it's another black and white movie and not well shot like the Mike Mills one, in my opinion. Like, it's not bad, but there's nothing interesting about it and just not that great a movie, in my opinion. I tried watching The Tragedy of Macbeth, couldn't get past 10 minutes of Shakespeare dialogue, just too much. And I want to see Parallel Mothers, the new Pedro Almodovar movie. I want to see After Yang, the new Koganada movie who did Columbus a few years ago. I want to see Drive My Car, which is supposed to be good, even though it's long. And then there are some, like, maybe I'll watch them at some point, but I don't know. I'll just run through... Some others, just to throw them in there for discussion if to see if you're interested or not. Power the Dog, Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, West Side Story, Tick Tick Boom, The Green Knight, The Last Duel, The Lost Daughter, Titan. Yeah, not a whole lot of uh, other ones, but just to throw in some others. Ooh, yes, a lot of doozies, <laughs> a lot of sleepers. I mean, not a sleeper. A sleeper is a good thing, but more like I'll fall asleep through them. Um, out of that list you mentioned i think drive my car sounds interesting that's like the foreign one right Mm -hmm. yeah maybe king richard like you said it is pursuit of happiness type feel to it i also like tennis and serena and venus other than that like literally don't make the other films like belfast you said that's black and white too yeah yeah like what's going on what's the trend here let's stop that please nightmare alley I don't know you like lose me it is guillermo del toro so like i might give it a chance house of gucci like what are we doing <laughs> honestly thought it was a ad campaign for like a gucci perfume or something the first mm-hmm. two or three times i saw like a poster or anything like on twitter about it really thought it was like a bad ad with adam driver and lady gaga on it not the biggest <laughs> fan of either of them not the biggest fan of gucci if it was house of louis vuitton i might give it a chance <laughs> but yeah, TikTok boom or tick tick boom. I don't know. Uh, same shit. TikTok boom sounds better than tick tick boom. <laughs> TikTok dances and shit. You already know. Um, probably would have been better for the film. I do like Andrew, but they could tick tick boom that film. Just nuke it. Um, take it out and watch him like win best actor or some shit. We're like, I'm here roasting these movies. <laughs> West Side Story, yeah, for sure, no. Yeah, so it's a bunch of no's. 
for me, honestly. All right, so that's a lot of the major ones. Obviously, there's endless options on streaming of other movies to peep. These are just some of the more kind of critical, not even always acclaimed, but discussed ones. And, you know, we talked about streaming in general in terms of things going to there earlier and all that, but we're also, again, just in this time where there's more streaming content and series in general to watch, whether it's on Netflix, HBO, etc., or even just watching YouTube videos and stuff. So that for sure is playing a part where, for me also, I, I feel like this year I was even more focused on just watching what I want to watch and that's it. And not that I'm not open to try stuff. I did peep some others that I didn't think I would necessarily like and gave them a chance, but... Yeah, I think that's some of the things I've struggled with. Is like It's a lot to watch and again everything nominated isn't necessarily that interesting to me i don't know that that's gonna change anytime soon and i mean at least after like talking about some of these and bringing some of these up i do want to make some time to watch a few of them which i probably will in the next couple weeks i'll probably be watching at least two or three of these if that's a success or the thing i gained from this episode myself then we did a decent job yeah, and also part of the point of this episode was just to be honest and real about the fact that you haven't seen a bunch of stuff and a lot of people haven't. That's just how things are now. I don't know how much the Oscars will ever lean into that, but you can't run away from the reality of the situation. And hopefully we just keep trying to embrace that. So if people have no idea about any of these, maybe something will pique their interest like you said so we'll see but yeah overall for the year partially because there was a lot of stuff rolled over too with pandemic delays it turned out to be a great year for me in terms of a lot of directors I like put out movies and there's a great run in the fall where I just saw a bunch of new stuff and it was super inspiring so I would give the year overall for movies I don't know because there's so much just mid, you know, and so much just not of interest, but the highs were so high that I'll probably still give it like a solid pro. I don't know if I could go heavy, even though there was a lot that I liked. It wasn't as good as like 2019, which was just insane, but it's definitely up there for a lot of great movies in one year. So like a pretty solid pro. Yeah, that's interesting, because again, I haven't watched many of these, but it does seem like a lot of the movies are like middle of the pack movies, you know, like movies that in other, let's say, packed years of like great critically acclaimed films, they probably wouldn't stand out as much. Not to take anything away from them. Again, I haven't watched them, so this is just like an assumption. However, not bad. I know I shitted on a lot of these films, but there's some in here that I actually really want to watch. And yeah, for those reasons, it's easy for me to give a solid pro. Like, I look forward to watching some of these. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jacqueline Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. As a great man once said, don't watch me, watch TV. Hey. <laughs>